Hello, conspiracy theorists, deplorables, and decent, hardworking Americans. How you doing, people? It's December 2nd, 2020. That's right, it's 1202-2020. I'm Dave Rubin, this is the Rubin Report, direct message. I am fired up today. Uh, you know, a few of you have noted via emails and uh, YouTube comments and on the Rubin Report community, a few other places, that I seem to be a little more fired up lately than usual. I've dropped some colorful language, a couple F-bombs every now and again. Uh, and I think just generally speaking, I, I am more fired up and a little more, I don't know, I guess a little more, I have a little more righteous indignation than I normally would have because we are just watching just an endless cascade of stupidity and dishonest drivel being dropped on us by our political elite and our mainstream media. And it's just endless. And as someone that has to talk about it and has to know about it and everything else, uh, it can, it can start driving you a little nuts. That being said, I'm loving what I'm doing here and I love that you guys are loving it, so it's all good. Uh, but yes, if you've seen a little bit of a different shift in me as we've watched the world go completely nuts since the election, because if you thought it was nuts before the election, it's just been absolutely nuttier since, uh, well then I guess that shift is real and here we are and I'm glad that you're with me on the adventure. Uh, okay, we got three stories for you today. Uh, before we get into that real quick, guys, uh, we are doing an end of year giveaway. We've got a bunch of merch that we're looking to move. So if you join rubinreport.com over the next couple days, this is just while supplies last, we've got a couple hundred left over. We've got mugs and t-shirts, Rubin Report mugs and t-shirts. If you join rubinreport.com and then uh, you email your username to support at rubinreport.com, we're gonna send you a Rubin Report mug or a Rubin Report shirt. You don't know what you're gonna get, but you're gonna get one or the other. You have to be a paid subscriber. So again, all you do, you sign up and just forward your screen name, your username over to support at rubinreport.com. We're gonna get that mug or that shirt out to you immediately. All right, so the three stories that I wanna cover today, uh, I think they're all pretty, pretty perfect and right within the lane that I like to talk about here because they're all sort of the confluence of media and politics. First off, James O'Keefe of uh, Project Veritas, they've been working on this for months. So what they did was CNN has these conference calls every morning led by the president of the network, Jeff Zucker, who basically they have this talk where they can chime in and everyone can sort of figure out what the stories of the day are, what angle they wanna pursue, what messaging they wanna get out there. Well, somehow, O'Keefe and Project Veritas were able to get on these calls and they've been recording them for months. And there was actually a hilarious video that O'Keefe put out yesterday where he, in fact, chimes in on one of the calls and says, hey, Zucker, how you doing? It's me, James O'Keefe, and we've recorded all this stuff. It's pretty great. And then Zucker kind of scrambles real quick and gets off. But anyway, they've, they've released a bunch of this. So we're gonna play a compilation, about a two-minute compilation of some of that. And I think you'll really see the way CNN doesn't report the news, meaning remain neutral and report what's happening, but they actually try to editorialize everything every day, and they're, they're having meetings saying how they're gonna frame things so it fits their narrative. So we're gonna play that, and then you'll decide what you think. How about that? Crazy, right? Uh, then the second story, um, you know, President-elect, guy with broken foot with dementia, Joe Biden, um, his nominee for Treasury Secretary is Janet Yellen, 
And she uh, was on video just a day or two ago saying that she's gonna use the Treasury Department to address racial inequality, gender disparities, and the climate crisis. So we're gonna show you the video and then unpack that a little bit because you know I had a lot of my, my good liberal friends who were saying, oh, we must get rid of orange, man, but Joe Biden will stand up to the radical left. Well, meanwhile, what do we have now? We have the incoming, potentially incoming, I'm still not so sure of it, potentially incoming Treasury Secretary saying that they're gonna use the Fed, in essence, to deal with racial inequality, that kind of sounds like reparations, doesn't it? Gender disparities, well, the gender pay gap doesn't exist, you guys know that, and we'll talk about that. And the climate crisis, I have no idea what that has to do uh, with the Treasury Department. So very bizarre, and yes, if you were a good liberal who thought that uh, voting Joe Biden it would stop the radical lefties, uh, I hate to tell you, but there's a fly in your soup. And, uh, and third, we got a crazy long list of hypocritical Democratic politicians. I've been asking people on Twitter, can someone get me the master list of these ridiculous, awful, progressive politicians who lock us down, destroy our livelihoods, crush our businesses, cause people to be uh, drinking more and have higher rates of uh, suicide and, and depression and all of these things. Can you get me a list of these people who are breaking their own rules? And Twitter does not disappoint, so we got a great list of, and I'm gonna read them all, and they, there are some real doozies. Uh, but before we get to all that, guys, today's episode is brought to you by Glint Pay. I've been talk to you, talking to you guys about Glint Pay. I've got my mock-up card right there. Don't try to steal that number, it's not a real one. Uh, it's a really awesome way of getting into the gold game. You know, I know everybody's kind of feeling weird about the economy right now and what's going on with the US dollar, and it feels like everything's a little up in the air. Well, gold has been around for a long time, and, uh, and it's pretty reliable. Uh, that's what they tell me. Uh, you can use GlintPay, your GlintPay card, uh, to either pay for your purchases in gold, or you can actually uh, pay for your purchases in US dollars, just like you would with a debit card. It's, it's pretty fantastic, backed by MasterCard. I've bought things on Amazon. I've bought uh, Nike products on Nike.com. I bought all sorts of stuff. You can go to Starbucks and use it. Basically, anywhere you can use your credit card, you can use GlintPay. You can also buy and sell gold. It's pretty fantastic. Uh, so the Glint card is issued by Sutton Bank, which is a member of the FDIC, pursuant to license from MasterCard International. It's free to sign up, so go to glintpay.com slash Rubin for more info and to start purchasing gold today. That's glintpay.com slash Rubin to get your gold today. And now back to me. And by the way, guys, of course, when you support our sponsors, you support my ability to, uh, to just talk about the things that I want to talk about without any outside influence. So it's always appreciated. Appreciated. All right. So let's talk about the first story, uh, this Project Veritas expose on the CNN morning calls. I think you're going to see that they're doing a little more than reporting on the news and remaining objective. Uh, here is about a two-minute compilation clip from the last few months of what CNN Jeff Zucker, CNN President Jeff Zucker, has been uh, telling his employees each and every morning. Okay, I, I just want to reemphasize that, uh, you know, I, I think we, we cannot normalize what has happened here uh, in the last week with Trump and his behavior. And I, I go back to what David said, David Chalian said, that this is a president who knows he's losing, who knows he's in trouble, uh, is sick, maybe is uh, on, on uh, the after effects of steroids or not, I don't know. 
but he is acting erratically and desperately. And we, we need to, uh, 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 we need to, we need to not normalize that. You know, this is what we've come to expect, uh, for the last three and a half years, four years, but it clearly is exacerbated by, uh, the time that we're in and the issues that he's dealing with. And I think that we cannot just let, let it be normalized. He is all over the place and acting erratically. And I think we need to lean into that. The, 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 the Trump media, uh, you know, moves immediately from, okay, well, never mind that unmasking was, you know, uh, found to be completely nonsensical to, to the latest uh, uh, alleged scandal and uh, expect everybody to just follow suit. So uh, I, I don't think that we should be repeating unsubstantiated uh, smears just because the right wing media suggests that we should. Frankly, if we've made any mistake, it's that our banners have been too uh, polite and, and we need to go well after Lindsey Graham. There's a ton going on. Let's stay strong. Let's stay newsy. Let's stay urgent. Let's, let's uh, be smart. There is uh, a lot of news out there, and uh, Lindsey Graham really deserves it. Each of these so-called scandals for Trump, each of these things, we should just once again be careful to say that this is the one that uh, is going to undo him with his voters. And to respond to uh, David Chalian's uh, uh, points about politics, um, I don't know why we would expect any of these politicians to have a conscience and or expect that politics wouldn't be completely hypocritical and for us to expect anything else would be naive. All right, so let me do the cleanup job here first, which is that this is just the stuff, this is obviously a small compilation of the stuff that Project Veritas is leaking out. So could there be stuff that is against the Democrats and against Joe Biden and against the Obama machine and against Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders and the rest of it? There could be. Did any of that get seen to light? No, but I think it's pretty obvious from the way that they talk about Trump. I mean, some of the things, we cannot normalize Trump and his behavior. He's sick, maybe he's on the effect of steroids. That was right after uh, Trump came out of the hospital after having COVID. I mean, these types of things, we cannot normalize his behavior. When he says this thing about the banners uh, should maybe even be a little more aggressive, in essence, talking about Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham really deserves it. We cannot normalize these things and, and a bunch of other stuff. I think what you can see is that clearly these people are Democrats. Like, is there any chance? Is there any chance, even without having full context, meaning I don't think O'Keefe released every single day the completely unedited footage of anything. Is there any doubt that these people were anti-Trump and anti-Republican and wanted to frame things in a certain way, right? So if you're a reporter, and I think this is why CNN gets more crap than any of the other networks, it's like MSNBC, it's obviously lefty. Fox News, it's obviously on the right. There's no doubt about it. CNN is pretending to be nothing while it obviously leans left. So people think of CNN, or from the old days of CNN, you think of it and this is what you should think of journalism, by the way, because this is what journalism is supposed to be. It's supposed to be that they report on what happens, not give you a lens on what happens, right? That's what news is. Now, I always say, I'm not a journalist. What I'm trying to do is I, every day I wake up, there's a couple stories here, I discuss it with my guys, 
and then I tell you about those stories and I give you my opinion. I am not pretending to be a journalist on the ground. I am taking the information that other people report, the happenings of the world, and I'm telling you what, what I think. I think it's very obvious where my biases may lie, and you guys know about my political evolution and everything else. That, that's how you do something roughly honestly, I believe, okay? And I'm not pretending to be something that I'm not. But what CNN is basically saying there, what Zucker is saying is, we have to present these stories through a certain lens as opposed to say, this is what happened. This is what Trump said. This is what the other guys said. We are presenting it because this is what journalism is. But we have to be careful not to make Trump look this way and maybe don't say this and we should say more of this. And I think that has, the, the average person has just caught on to the game. You know, it, again, it's like, is Wolf Blitzer a Democrat or a Republican? Is Jake Tapper a Democrat or a Republican? Is Don Lemon a Democrat or a Republican? Is Chris Cuomo a Democrat or a Republican? Is Brian Stelter a Democrat or a Republican? Is uh, Acosta, what's his first name? Jim, Jim Acosta, is he a Democrat or a Republican? It's like all of these people, you know they're all Democrats. And I think just seeing, it's just, all this is is peeling off another layer of the onion into it's, it's all of these headlines, basically, CNN headlines basically are the onion at this point. But this is just peeling off another layer and just seeing how they craft the news. And by the way, I don't know that there is a perfect way to report news anymore. I don't know that there is because if someone just reported straight up news, unbiased news, would anyone even watch it? I don't know because I'm gonna go out on a limb here and assume that when CNN looks at their ratings that the biased stuff, the crazed anti-Trump stuff, that that probably gets many more uh, views than the other stuff. And that, that is a problem and I think it's something that we're gonna have to deal with. It's gonna become a bigger and bigger problem as, as the years go by because as long as the internet remains roughly free and I'm not so sure how long that'll be, uh, we are all gonna figure out ways to go to people who, in either confirm our biases or see the world more similarly uh, or in a similar fashion as we do. And that is a problem. And I don't know that there's really any good answer for it, but this is actually a perfect segue for the second segment because what happens is we have a media that doesn't report honestly on what is happening here. So I think it was fairly obvious to anyone that was paying attention really and that was being remotely honest in the last couple years, but especially in the last year, the election year, that what was happening with the Biden thing was that they were basically just pushing through this old guy who kind of reminded people of the old days because people are upset about COVID and some people don't like Trump. And, they, and all the Democrats decided to do was let's take an old guy who's never really done anything. Like what has Joe Biden really did? He's always yelling about the things that he's done, but never really did anything in government for 47 years, which by the way, I don't want government to do that much. So I'm okay with the people that do nothing. If you told me the politicians were doing nothing going forward, that would be pretty much just fine with me. But the idea of Biden was he'll be the one that will remind people of the old days and will get him in and everything will sort of be okay. And then you had some people, I would include myself in this, who were warning, no, what this guy is actually gonna do is he is just the host for the alien in his belly that will burst forth. And that alien is the progressive left, okay? That alien is the radical Marxist. That alien is the squad and the socialists and all of these things. And it's very obvious that that is what is going to happen. And you can see it, by the way, and you can just see that they're tearing up, you know, they wanna get back into the Iran deal. We've had no war. 
We've had no war in four years. We're gonna start going to wars again. That's gonna be exciting. Uh, you can see that they want to deal with all of the, to look at all of the issues through the lens that the left has been pushing. Uh, but don't take my word for it. That's the point. Don't take my word for it that this is gonna be a radical administration. Let's listen to Biden's nominee for Treasury, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, because she says it here herself. Inaction will produce a self-reinforcing downturn causing yet more devastation. And we, miss, we risk missing the obligation to address deeper structural problems, inequality, stagnant wages, especially for workers who lack a college education, communities that have seen industry disappear with no good jobs replacing lost ones, racial disparities in pay, job opportunities, housing, food security, and small business lending that deny wealth building to communities of color. Gender disparities that keep women out of the workforce and keep our economy from running at full force. It's a convergence of tragedies that is not only economically unsustainable, but one that betrays our commitment to giving every American an equal chance to get ahead. But I know this team will never give up that commitment. As you've said before, Mr. President-elect, out of our collective pain as a nation, we will find collective purpose to control the pandemic and build our economy back better than before. To rebuild our infrastructure and create better jobs. To invest in our workforce to advance racial equity and make sure the economic recovery includes everyone, to address the climate crisis with American ingenuity and American jobs, working together with the outstanding national security and foreign policy team you announced last week to help restore America's global leadership. All right, I want to be very clear with my words here, very careful with my words here. So uh, that is a bunch of bullshit. That is a bunch of bullshit that is absolutely perfect progressive Democrat policy because it takes a bunch of buzzwords and actually says nothing, right? So there, there's so much there. So she talks about racial inequality and that we should have racial equity. Now let's just be very clear about this. Very clear and correct me if I'm wrong, commenters. There are no laws in the United States that stop you from doing anything based on the color of your skin. You can become a small business owner, you can become a doctor, you can become a civil servant, you can become a YouTuber, and you can become an NBA basketball star. You can become absolutely anything you want, and the government has no laws that stop you from doing that. Now, if you were to say that, I know some of you are gonna say this, well, actually, Dave, there are some laws that stop you from doing this because we have things like affirmative action, and that once people are caught in a cycle of poverty, meaning the government starts giving them stuff, it's very hard to get out of that cycle of poverty. So I would say, yes, at some level, that is a type of systemic racism, but that ain't what these people are talking about, right? They want to expand these programs that will keep people 
uh, in the cycle of poverty. Also, racial equity, what does that mean? What does that really mean? Like, are we trying to make sure that everyone, regardless of any of their skills, any of the things that they were taught by their family, or behaviors or anything like that, will all end up in the same place? What does that really mean? I mean, that is far more communist than it is capitalist. But by the way, this is exactly what they were telling us that they were gonna usher in. Let's not forget that video that Kamala Harris put up two days, I think, before the election, where she said that um, in America, everyone will end up at the same place. What does that mean? So if you work very hard, you will end up at the same place as the guy who doesn't work hard. The word equity is the most dangerous word that we have flying. In, in our lexicon right now, our collective lexicon, okay? This is, this is a bad word because equity is not what a society can give you. A society can give you equality, and we have done that incredibly well in the United States. She also talks about gender disparities, that we have gender disparities that apparently the Treasury Secretary is supposed to deal with. Now, let's be very clear about this, and I would welcome you all, don't take my word for it, when you're done with this video. Uh, PragerU has an incredible video done by my friend Christina Hoff Summers on the gender pay gap. And guess what, guys? It's a myth. Men and women choose different careers for different reasons. Men generally are more interested in things and women are more interested in people. This is just a fact of biology. It doesn't mean one is better than the other. So men and women choose different things. Uh, women also have children, so then often decide that that's a part of their life that they wanna spend at home to then raise children. By the way, that's a good thing, that's a great thing. My mom worked before she had children. Then she was a housewife and made sure that we all went to school with, with lunch, you know, lunch bags packed and she was home when we got there. And then when me, my brother and my sister were all old enough, my mom went back to work and she became a teacher. Okay, now everyone can make all of those choices. My dad at the time was working full time every day and commuting into New York City and he made more of the money. But everyone makes their own choices and men and women just make different choices. By the way, in Sweden, and check this out again, check it out for yourself, Sweden, where they've had a wonderful egalitarian society for so long, no one, no one in their right mind thinks Sweden's uh, a, a sexist society except the radical lefties. Well, they, they figured it out. They saw that, okay, men and women can do whatever they want. They've been doing it this way for 30 years. And, they, and you know what the result was? Well, more men became engineers and more women became nurses. That's just what people chose to do. No one forced men to become engineers and women to become nurses. But then what happens is, at the end of that, the social justice warriors and the radical lefties look at that and they go, oh, that must because, be because of systemic racism or systemic sexism in this case. And it's like, no, we let the experiment go. The experiment was if we give people equality, will people make choices for themselves? And the answer was yes. The answer was yes, people made choices for their own lives. And now they wanna go back in and re-engineer it. And in essence, what they wanna do is force more women to become engineers and force more men to become nurses. It's, it's lunacy, uh, but also, when they talk about racial inequality, like what are they saying? What are they saying? That are, I mean, was that their sort of in on saying we should have reparations? Well, no one in my family ever owned slaves. And even if someone in my family did own slaves generations ago, I'm not guilty for my parents' sins or anyone else before me sins. And by the way, either is anyone else. 
Uh, and there is no one alive today that was a slave in the United States, obviously, right? And it's like, what are they really trying to tell us? I think it's fairly obvious that all of the radical lefty stuff that a bunch of us were warning about, it's all being smuggled in through through 78-year-old broken foot Joe Biden. But I, I thought, let me let me see. Maybe I'm not understanding something here. Maybe, maybe the Secretary of the Treasury is supposed to do a lot of this stuff. So I, I Googled it. What is the job? of the Secretary of the Treasury, and, and here it is for you. We're even gonna put it on the screen. The Secretary of the Treasury acts as a principal advisor to the President and the Cabinet on economic issues. The United States Department of the Treasury, which the Secretary oversees, performs many important functions, including paying the nation's bills, printing money, and collecting taxes. Paying the nation's bills, okay, that means if we borrow money from somebody, we gotta pay it back, although we're not very good at that, we're in a lot of debt. Uh, printing money, we often print money even we, when we don't have it, and collecting taxes. I wish they would just collect less and, and spend less, but they probably ain't gonna do that anytime soon. But it doesn't say anything about structurally changing our country. It doesn't say anything about dealing with racial inequality or sex sexism in the workforce or Climate change? What does that have to do with the Department of the Treasury? But what we are seeing, guys, is that this thing, this thing that is being pushed into the system under the guise of diversity and tolerance is actually a disease that is infecting the entire system. And if you don't see it yet, I promise you will see it. I promise you will see it as they take more money from your paycheck so that they can do their pet projects. And as, it, as they make it harder, they will literally make it harder for white people to get a job. Like that's, that's actually the end of how this all works, right? If you say, okay, we're gonna help these people do something based on the color of their skin, well, you gotta punish somebody else. Like there's such a series of these crazy things out here. We're gonna help women get jobs. Well, that means you're gonna have to hurt men from getting jobs. And it's like, uh, do you guys wanna think about any of these things or do you just wanna say what you think sounds good so you can maintain power? I think I, I, think I know the answer to my own question. Uh, all right, let's move on to segment number three because th this is the big one of the day because as you know, I, I've been pretty annoyed at uh, the hypocritical politicians that we have here in the United States. Now, virtually all of them happen to be Democrats. I would love to find some that are Republicans. There's no doubt that there's plenty of hypocrisy on the Republican side. Uh, but lockdowns, generally speaking, have been coming to us from progressive mayors, progressive governors, and state legislators, and the rest of it. So over the last couple of days, I've been asking people, can you just give me a massive Twitter thread about the worst people right now, just the worst people. And you guys know, uh, you know, I like to talk about uh, ideas more than people, right? Like I try not to just trash people out here, but I do have one exception for that, which is politicians. If you're a hypocritical politician and you're destroying people's lives, you personally deserve to be trashed. I don't sit here babbling on about uh, you know, lefty YouTubers that I disagree with or pundits that I disagree with, really. I try to talk about the, the substance of their ideas. But these politicians deserve to be called out by name and they deserve to be mocked and ridiculed and everything else. So we got a crazy long thread here of hypocritical politicians. And I want to give a shout out to Mary Margaret Olihan on The Daily Caller because she, uh, she had this thread and then a couple other people uh, inserted some other stuff, but we're going with Mary's thread uh, from the Daily Caller. Uh, so we're just gonna run through the tweets. You're gonna see them all here. I'm gonna read every single one of them and just think, should these people, this is what I want you to think as, you're, as I'm reading this, should these people have any power over your life or not? 
and why do they not obey their own edicts? So here we go. First up is Mayor, DC Mayor Muriel Bowser. Uh, she traveled to Joe Biden's victory speech in a quote, high risk Delaware area and excused the trip by saying it was essential travel exempt under DC restrictions. She was so excited that, that Biden got elected that she felt that that was essential, even though it was a high risk area and she wanted everybody else to be uh, locked home in DC. Uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, she defended her decision to get a haircut despite urging citizens to stay at home in accordance with the state order. It's unclear to me if that picture is from before or after the haircut, but regardless, I would say she needs a new stylist. Uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, here she is again. She told people to cancel traditional Thanksgiving plans after Biden victory in large crowd. Of course, she was standing there in the large crowd because you know Biden winning, get out there, don't even wear a mask, talk to the people, but can people eat turkey with grandma? No, 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 no. Uh, security fit footage obtained by Fox News shows a wet-haired Nancy Pelosi walking through e-salon in San Francisco on Monday at 3.08 p.m. as she attended her appointment for a wash and blowout, though indoor hair salons in that California city were currently closed. Yeah, Pelosi's like the hypocrite of the hypocrites. Why didn't she just have the stylist come to her $6 million mansion. She's worth $16 million. I don't begrudge her that as long as she did it legally, although you know she's a politician and why should she be that rich is whatever. Uh, here's my favorite. Photos show a maskless Gavin Newsom during dining indoors at one of the highest rated restaurants in the world despite his restrictive coronavirus guidelines for the citizens of California. As you guys know, that was French Laundry. It's crazy expensive. They spent $15,000 on booze at that dinner, yeah, really. Uh, Philly Mayor Jim Kenney dined indoors in Maryland, a widely circulated photograph shows, though indoor dining was prohibited in Philadelphia, surprise, surprise. Governor Ralph Northam, uh, this is the guy who was in blackface, who also talks about post-birth abortions and got COVID, he was caught maskless at Virginia Beach. He later apologized and said, I was not prepared. <sighs> Uh, Bill de Blasio, one of the worst human beings on planet Earth, he goes to the gym before New York Governor Cuomo shut them all down. So he knew they were about to be shut down and if he felt that it was so important that we shut them all down, maybe he wouldn't have gone to the gym. But you know, do as I say, not as I do. Diane Feinstein, a California a senator who's been in government for 800 years, she, who had pushed for a nationwide mask mandate. She was seen maskless in public, surprise, surprise. Uh, here's a bunch of New York Democratic leaders who were caught maskless at a private dinner party despite COVID restrictions. Uh, this was a great one. Uh, there was a video that we showed you a week or two ago. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy confronted by angry protesters for eating outside without a mask. He then, as the women are yelling at him, he puts the mask on because he's like, oh no, I got caught. Uh, then we have New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said that his mother and daughters were coming for Thanksgiving after telling New Yorkers to stay away from loved ones. After a massive backlash, his office told me, the, this is by the, twi the Twitter person, that Cuomo will be busy on Thanksgiving and won't be home. He apparently worked on Thanksgiving and, and didn't see his mother. So congratulations, Andrew. Although I'm pretty sure your father, Mario Cuomo, who was governor of New York uh, two decades ago, would be very embarrassed by you and your brother. Uh, the governor of Oregon, who cheered on the massive Black Lives Matter protests earlier this year, tells citizens to uninvite members for Thanksgiving. So the governor of Oregon and, and Oregon and particularly Portland has become a total hellscape. Uh, but you know, you can be out there protesting Black Lives Matter, not a super spreader event, no pandemic. Uh, again, 
You can have your uncle over for Thanksgiving. No, 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 no. Uh, Denver Mayor Hancock tweeted warnings to citizens to avoid travel 30 minutes before he boarded a flight to travel to his family for Thanksgiving, okay? He got on a plane and left to be with his daughter for Thanksgiving 30 minutes after he said that you can't do it. I saw this one yesterday. San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo attended a Thanksgiving party with family members who were not part of his own household after telling citizens to cancel big gatherings this year. Hypocrite. Uh, Los Angeles County Supervisor Sheila Cool, we talked about her yesterday. She dined outdoors only hours after voting to ban outdoor dining. The vote was three to two. She was the third vote to crush 31,000 restaurants in Los Angeles, which are not open right now, absolutely insane. California lawmakers, they traveled to a conference in Hawaii despite new coronavirus restrictions, as if California is not nice enough. They couldn't find a nice place, maybe in Malibu, to sit outside. They had to take it to Hawaii, good God. Uh, Pelosi again, she cancels dinner for new Democrats after blowback over her coronavirus risk. They were gonna have this indoor dinner that got canceled, but she thought it was okay until the outrage. Uh, Nancy Pelosi wipes her nose, touches podium, House members demonstrate the wrong way to wear masks. By the way, you see this with Chuck Schumer all the time, constantly touching his face and then touching podiums and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, Mayor London Breed, who dined in a semi-enclosed room at French Laundry, that fancy French Laundry up in Northern Cali, restaurant three days before she banned indoor dining in her city. That's the same restaurant, of course, that Newsom infamously dined at. Uh, and finally, a Texas judge to plead guilty, pay fine after violating his own stay-at-home order. I have no doubt, guys, that there are plenty more of these stories, but the point is, how do you want to live? These people have decided that they have the power over you to tell you how to live, but I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that you know how to live better for yourself. You know what choices to make. You know if you're around elderly family members or more high-risk people or people that have other diseases or all sorts of stuff or you have young children who are at school and you don't want them to be with grandma, whatever those, whatever that, reality is for you, I have a feeling that you know how to live your life better. The idea that we've outsourced any of our sense-making to these people, that we have said to these people, you can keep us trapped in our houses, you can keep us away from our businesses, you can actually infringe on our ability to do that very special thing, right? That, that very special thing that's guaranteed to us, the right to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness because happiness is a pursuit. It's something you gotta do for yourself. The government can't just hand you happiness the same way it can't just hand you safety, okay? It cannot do that and we must push back because the window is closing, guys. The window is closing. When you see that we have a government that wants, a potentially incoming government that wants to come in and deal with racial equity and gender equity and all of these things and then they have big tech and then they'll start telling us you're not allowed to tweet anything anti-lockdown. And then there'll be nobody to fight back, right? Because the Republicans didn't do anything, did absolutely nothing. Uh, and you know my more libertarian side. What did I want the government to do? I'm not even totally sure. I did start a tech company in the midst of all of this to fight back because I believe you gotta figure out some things to, for yourself. But we have a big problem. We have a giant expanding government potentially on the horizon with big tech that's out of control with some of the worst anti-American ideas right on the horizon. And it's up to you. It really is up to you. That's the only way we win this thing. Uh, we win this thing by you standing up and fighting back and, and figuring out how you wanna live 
in the midst of all this mess because it truly feels, this is what it feels like to me, that the American experiment is, is on trial right now. And what type of person are you gonna be uh, as the trial is happening? Are you gonna be someone who stands up for what you believe in or are you gonna, believe, or are you gonna be somebody who just cows in silence and watches all your freedoms and the, the incredible, hard-fought, spectacularly wonderful freedoms that our ancestors have fought for. Are you just gonna watch them go away? It's up to you, it's up to you. I think you know what I'm gonna do. Uh, guys, reminder that uh, part two of my conversation with Douglas Murray just went up this morning, and the full thing is up already at rubenreport.com. And it's really incredible because Douglas, who you know uh, is an incredible conservative thinker and writer from the UK, he spent about three months in the United States, and he traveled, believe it or not, with Antifa at times up in Portland. He went to Trump rallies. I went to one with him, and all sorts of stuff. And he gives uh, his, his expert take uh, or his expert diagnosis on what's going on with America. So we put that up this morning. You can check that out. Uh, and just one more reminder, if you join RubenReport.com just in the next couple days as we're, as we're closing out for the year, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna give you either a Ruben Report t-shirt or a Ruben Report mug. All you have to do is become a paid subscriber at RubenReport.com and then email support at RubenReport.com with your username and we will hook you up. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. The craziness ain't going anywhere, and neither am I. I'll be right back here tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Ta-ta.